You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Welcome back, St. John's, to the Alter Echo Sermon Podcast. This is the sermon for Sunday, December 5th of 2021. I'm recording this for you on Friday the 3rd, uh, and today the building has been a flurry of activity with preparations for Sunday. We have the children's Sunday school Christmas pageant um, taking place at the 1030 service, as well as an Advent festival um, prior to that at, well, probably about 9, 9.15, 9.30-ish in between the services um, for children and families and all generations to be part of that. Um, with some really sweet surprises coming. Um, And so today we've been busy getting set up for all of those good things um, that we have to look forward to this weekend. And so we invite you to join us as you are able for worship this weekend. Um, We'll also have a vote, a congregational vote, on the Columbarium proposed project. Um, Again, that's between services, so you can join us for that. Any confirmed members eligible to vote? Um, But also, here we are in the season of Advent, on the second Sunday of Advent, um, as we continue to prepare for the birth of our Savior coming into the world. And so our reading for today uh, is sort of a long one. So I'm breaking it up into sections. If you are interested in doing the full reading of this passage, you're going to open up your Bible to the book of Luke and read chapter 1, verses 5 through 55. 50 verses of chapter 1 of Luke is quite a bit. It is most of that first chapter. But for all intents and purposes here, I am going to focus on just verses 26 through 45. But before I start reading that, I will just do a one minute, no, one sentence recap of 5 through 25. So in Luke chapter 1, 5 through 25, we hear the story of the angel visiting the priest Zechariah, telling him that his wife Elizabeth in her old age will suddenly become pregnant and will have a son to be named John. And now in verse 26, we will hear what comes next. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to Mary and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But Mary was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, 
and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me? that the mother of my Lord comes to me. For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Dear friends, this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, tis the season for angels to come announcing God's next bizarre, unbelievable move in unfolding God's great plan for the world in love. So I'd like to start by asking you, and yes, I mean you individually, not what you think other people would do, but what would you do if Gabriel or any other angel came knocking at your door? with some big news. How would you react to this visit, to this news? Would you be like Mary with a response of, here I am, I am a servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to this word? Or would you be more like Zechariah, the religious leader, the learned, scholarly, authoritative person who should have a pulse on what God is doing, and yet was a little hesitant, was skeptical, did not have have an easy time believing the angel's news that his wife, Elizabeth, in her old age, could possibly bear a son. Would you be like that? A little more skeptical? Now remember, friends, that according to the Bible, even going way back into the Old Testament, to the story of Abraham and Sarah. No one is ever too old to have a baby. Maybe it's our next Christmas miracle that we'll see another unusual, less than logical birth. Or maybe not. We'll see. But all that is to say, we have not one, but two pregnancy stories in the very first chapter of the Gospel of Luke signaling to us the coming of our Savior. Pregnancy stories are really common in the Bible, actually, and yet they're not stories that we talk about really all that often, which is surprising, I think, considering that um, the vast majority of half of our population experiences pregnancy themselves. And so there's a real opportunity for us here Um, to think about the possible faith connections between pregnancy 
and cueing us into being part of God's work in Jesus. There is something about the creative power of pregnancy that can teach us about God. It can teach us about God's work and how we, like Mary and Elizabeth, get to be part of God's work in bringing salvation to the world. Now, according to the internet, uh, there is a theory that says by practicing something for 10,000 hours, that makes you an expert in that area. Now, I certainly haven't been pregnant for 10,000 hours, but I have been pregnant for about three quarters of that. And so I'm going to call myself a three quarter expert on pregnancy, which really is not all that much. And I don't think that's right, but we're going to go with it for today's purposes. Being pregnant is a creative process. One of my friends in seminary uh, said to me while she was visiting, you enjoy crafting all the things that you craft and I'm going to be over here creating a human. (laughs) Pregnancy is a creative, life-giving, exciting work. But at the same time that it's exciting and it's beautiful and it's wonderful, there's also an edge to pregnancy. And so that title for McLaren's chapter this week is, in reference to Mary and Elizabeth and their pregnancies, the title is Women on the Edge. And the edge that we experience in pregnancy, I think, does have a lot to teach us about this Advent time of hope and peace and joy and love and preparation and waiting and wonder for the coming of the Savior into the world. We are women on the edge. We are men on the edge. We are children on the edge. We are people on the edge as people of faith. And the edge that we find in pregnancy is manifold. It is multifaceted. And all of these are things I think we encounter in faith too. In pregnancy, we live on the edge of fear and joy. Joy, because this is um, hopefully a wonderful and joyous occasion, and we're excited about the the little one that is to be born into the world. And yet that edge also comes into fear. We don't know how this will go. We don't know if the little one will be healthy or if the mother will stay healthy. We do not know how labor and delivery will go, and there is always some fear and trembling with that. And we haven't even talked then yet about the part where you actually have to, you know, raise the baby and keep this living, breathing human alive. And that can be full of fear for parents as well. Pregnancy also lives in this edge of what is possible and what is real. Pregnancy lives on the edge of not yet, the baby's not here yet, and yet it is not, It is real. It is now. It is already here, and yet somehow not quite here yet. Pregnancy of Mary, of Elizabeth, of women in general, lives on the edge of hope and terror. Hope, because we have all sorts of dreams and hopes for who this little one will be and what this life will become and what is possible, and yet 
the terror of not knowing and the terror of the possibilities of what is dangerous and scary. In pregnancy, we live on this edge of being part of God's work as a incubator, or I've even heard some women say the oven for the, um, for the one who will be born and who is growing and forming and developing. And yet, the other edge here is having your life completely and forever changed. You get to be part of this beautiful and wonderful and bizarre work of what God is doing in your own body, and yet you will never be the same again after this, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. To be pregnant is to be forever changed, regardless of the outcome. To be pregnant is to live on the edge of being an active, willing participant in what God is doing, and yet knowing that there is a a large portion of this work, this creative work, that is simply out of your hands, and trusting the Spirit to do all of that work. So perhaps that's what Advent has to teach us today. That the life of faith is not about a comfortable, easy process of bringing forth something new. That the life of faith for you and for me does not dwell in contentment or easy answers or predictable methods for how God will act and do a new thing. But living in faith is to live pregnant. It is to live on the edge. To live in faith is to live in a state of anticipation and tension in the future of what is perfectly unclear, (laughs) yet bursting and growing with our best hopes for what might be born from God's unconditional love. So what is pregnant among us this Advent? Or to say that another way, What is growing among us that is here but not yet here? What do we hope will come to be born among us this Christmas in our Savior? As we're living in a time that continues to be marked with conflict and discontent and disagreements or contention, perhaps what is about to be born among us What is pregnant in our midst is peace. The Greek word found in the Bible for peace, that often gets used as peace at least, means bringing together. Peace as bringing together. So perhaps this Advent, and as we inch closer to Christmas, let's be women on the edge of peace and men on the edge of peace. Let's be people of faith who live in the tension and the anticipation of bringing people together and really truly together and not just alongside one another in name only, but really together for one another with each other's best hopes and dreams and vitality at heart. If we desire to live in a world in which peace is far more than an unrealistic, unachievable 
an achievable ideal, then let's give our whole selves in a here I am Mary-like fashion to God's work of bringing peace in our homes, in our church, in our community, and throughout the world. So my Advent invitation to you, people of God, this day is to keep awake because you never know when the angel Gabriel might come a-knocking at your door and announce that you, yes you, have found favor with God. And because you have found favor with God, you, yes you too, will be living a life of faith on the edge of something wonderful and amazing and unbelievably unbelievable, sometimes scary, and yet full of the hopes and dreams of all the years. Let us, people of God, be pregnant together on the edge of God's next impossibly amazingly good thing. Let us be Advent people full of anticipatory joy like a pregnant mother, recognizing the absence of peace, yet the exquisite certainty that peace is coming soon, about to be born among us. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.